Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 95. You know the N95 mask is called the N95 mask because it only filters 95% of airborne particles. So if you have been around 100 people this week, 5 of them gave you COVID. That's just math. Very happy to have on the show this week, Taylor Maxson. Taylor and I go way back. Uh, We actually used to be in a band together. He is an incredibly gifted songwriter and singer and musician. Taylor has lived all over the country, and you can hear that. You can hear the influence of the different areas in a lot of his songs. But uh, you can also hear that he is rooted in Western North Carolina. You can find him at taylormaxson.bandcamp.com, and you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram as well, and we'll have links to that in the show notes. And now here is Taylor Maxson. Drag your feet first out that door Out 
said she's coming Hasty exit, no goodbyes Not one soul to hear her cry So much now to be proud of Got a baby girl and a husband's love Told herself I'm free at Sirens grow out in the west. Thought that she might never have to pay the undiscovered debt. Thought that she was going to Discovered was a, my attempt to write a cinematic song. Mm. So, um, to sh- the show don't tell principle yeah. in writing, mm. like, so uh, I wanted to drop the listener reader into the scene, like, like you're watching a movie, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think I think that the rhythm of it is supposed to be like, it's like you're sit you're you're traveling in a car out west, and there's just stuff flying by the window. And each each stanza is like another yeah. thing kind of flies by. It's sort of repetitive and a little droney. Mm. The song it doesn't have a lot of changes, and a lot of my songs you may notice do have a lot of changes and yeah. weird, which I forget all the time. Uh, but this was this was an attempt to kind of drone Americana cinematic something that might show up in like a Western TV show, you know, mm. these days, like on Westworld. If you oh, can, yeah. can you get me on Westworld? Yeah, I think so. Let me Thanks, make Ron. a note. Thanks, Rod. I know you're connected. Let me get on Westworld. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> West World for Taylor. Got it. I also liked the idea of... Now, you want um, your music on or you want it because I could get you like a walk-on <laughs> part. The, you, you can get me on for an acting yeah. part, yeah. <clears throat> a little cameo. Uh, can you act like a are robot you saying, Are you saying I'm robotic? No, 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 no. They're robots. They're very <laughs> lifelike. You can barely tell. I uh, I like the... And also, also, there's a female protagonist in the in the song. Uh, it's sort of rooting for a, a woman. Like, like the idea would be like, a, a, there's a, like a, maybe not migrant, but uh, like a New Mexican, a woman, New Mexican, or maybe like Puebloan, who knows, but like a non-white, non-Anglo woman basically <laughs> is the protagonist yeah. of the song. And this is one of your older songs? No, actually it's one, of, it's a newer one. That's a newer, oh, yeah, okay. It's about a year old. Yeah, that's interesting that, uh, like you said, you have, you do have a lot of chord changes. I mean, if you're in a band with you, it's kind of annoying, uh, right. but, uh, <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting true. to have that kind of like, let me go back to, you know, let me, it's not like this is the first song you ever wrote. And so you only knew three chords. Right. It's like you're intentionally saying, and that's where those kind of songs sound the best. It's like, you're not, it's not your limitation. It's your intention mm-hmm. to write a song like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you say that in your own words. I do. <laughs> I do. <clears throat> I have no, I do notice like a lot of the, a lot of the songs that I played today are actually reworkings of early songs or re- or relatively recent songs that I wrote in out tunings and they were so complicated mm-hmm. I couldn't remember them. Hmm. Yeah. And and it gets ridiculous yeah. when I have to have like I need like seven guitars to keep the right tunings then I have to remember what they are. And so <clears throat> I finally just started writing in standard and figuring out how to translate the songs I used to write into standard. Right. So, so there's probably four or five that were in weird tunings that I hmm. I figured out anyway. 
So yeah, but Undiscovered was definitely an attempt to keep it really simple. So that's uh, that's a song that was a rewrite of um, an original song. I don't remember the name of it, uh, but it was like a it was it's a song. That actually, originally I wrote wrote this song. The mood came from the Exxon Deep Horizon spill that, yeah. that I think about ten years ago. Yeah. And there was like that you know unprecedented underwater. Was that only ten years ago. Yeah, it was two thousand ten. I know, it's oh, I'm thinking of another Exxon. Oh, uh, yeah. Achille Laro. Oh, right. Was that the one in Alaska? It was a spill every five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's probably a spill right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they're probably spilling coronavirus into the ocean right, at the moment. Right. Uh, 
but uh, so the the song's mood came from this sort of maudlin, depressed response to the fact that I participate in the industrial system and can't really avoid it, and so it was it was a preachy song, and I hate I, you know like. I, I, too preachy, too direct. So I, over time, I was like, a, I tossed out those lyrics and I rewrote it as a kind of a love song. And I can't even really explain. I just, a lot of times the songs that I write, and I know a lot of songwriters talk about this, uh, tend to be just a meditation on an, I don't know if a lot of songwriters talk about this. They tend to be a meditation on an image. So I was picturing like the carrying of the fire, like, like Neanderthal mm-hmm. people. And I like, a tree is struck and you know, it's, there's an ember and that the carrying of the ember as a keeper meta- of the flame type thing, keeper of the flame, carrying the torch kind of idea. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, I guess it was the idea was to then, I crossed it with keeping love alive. Basically it's a love song mm. and it just came out in kind of one, one sitting as a rewrite. More from Taylor in just a few moments. I want to remind you to, Check the show notes for where to find him. Uh, mainly, you can find him at taylormaxon.bandcamp.com, and Maxon is spelled M-A-X-S-O-N. I know that me spelling people's names is the best part of the show for a lot of people, and I don't blame you. I am getting really good at it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You just search WNC Original Music. Also, you can find the podcast on Pandora, you can find it on most smart speakers, and you can find it just by searching or typing wncoriginalmusic.com in your favorite web browser. If you don't already, follow the podcast on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash wncoriginalmusic, and also search for our group, which is Western NC Original Music. And you can see all kinds of music from Western North Carolina. You don't have to wait for the podcast. There are people posting there every day. Uh, just really good stuff. I think you will be quite impressed with how much great music comes from that small area of one state. Hi, this is Stephen Evans. You're listening to WNC Original Music. Gas lantern light shadows play and 
December streets on your eyes Dance with me closely when I see you next Devoutly whenever we stand on your cheek and the wool scarf would look great know that dress is just right but it's cool and it's breezy outside so let me hold up your Snows that descend deep in the night make me feel high. The way that the gas lantern light shadows play, December streets on your eyes. Dance with me closely when I see you. The way that the gas lantern light shadows play, the wood smoking streets on your eyes, and dance with me closely when I see you. That was a one of those almost one sitting songs. Again, originally written in some strange out tuning that I had to translate ultimately into a standard tuning. And um, that's uh, that was written around the time I met my wife, who I've now been married with to for fifteen years. But I wrote that about seventeen or eighteen years ago, just like within a couple of months of having met her. And it was just a meditation on early love. It's, um, again, more scenic than it is talking about me. It's, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I tend to be interested in, uh, I know early on I hated, or, or that's strong, but I really was um, aware, aware of, oh, aware. I was very aware of, like, Saying I this, I that in songs. Yeah. I didn't like the first person. Yes, yes. I have a thing about that where I've known so many songs that are, the first word is I. Yes. First word is always I, and a lot of the lines, a lot of the verses start, a lot of lines start with that, and I try not to do that. Like right. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's annoying. I mean, it's a natural thing when people are talking, especially if it's a personal song, you're going to talk about yourself, but it's just, once you, once you hear it and get that in your head, it's hard to not feel weird about it. Yes, yeah. I agree. And I think you can get, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I have no rule. There's no rules. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you don't want to do it too much. 
Yeah. And you want to mix in second person and you want to mix in third person and just different perspectives. And I think I early on equated it with sort of schmaltzy songwriting to say too much about myself. It was like, no, the artist is supposed to, you know, the artist is supposed to talk about the world. Yeah. yeah. So I think I was, I was in that mode in that song of like, I'm going to avoid me and, but still it's sort of my, obviously my impressions. I mean, mm. it's still a very much a me song. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. I really like that song actually. And it's yeah. partly because it does capture a time and a place and a feeling. I think this is the first song I ever heard you play. Yes. At a songwriter thing. Yes. And, uh, and it's definitely very different. What is the, um, cause you've rewritten it. What are the pros and cons of rewriting songs? Like 15 years later. Yeah. One of the pros is I'm, uh, my range has changed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the stately age of 47. Mm-hmm. I wrote that when I was like 25. And so uh, roughly maybe 26. And I just had a higher range. Or, or either that or I was just a worse judge of whether I should be singing in that, yeah. in that register. Yeah. I don't know, but I was say, I sang it in a really high register. And um, again, that was a product of like probably some weird out tuning where it just, I was playing around and like that was the key mm-hmm. and it was way higher. So I had to shift it down. I shifted it to E from, I don't know what I might've been in G maybe two, two or three steps up. Mm-hmm. So I, I shifted it down. And so then I, so that I can, um, I, I like to sing more in the low range of my voice. Though I do sort of, I think I also kind of get up in the tenor. So mm. I like to, I feel more comfortable in the, in a lower register. So, so some of the pros is I, I'm more comfortable singing it now. Uh-huh. Um, con is, it might've been a more emotive song in that register. Mm. When and if I was able to sing that properly. Uh, other than that, I mean, um, you know, it's it's I I guess I enjoy working reworking and reworking things. Like mm-hmm. I don't ever really see a song as finished. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe isn't always to my benefit, because I think it's it's having a complete thing. Uh, I guess if you're gonna like if you're packaging it and you're streaming it and you're giving it to other people, like that people can then take that and they kind of own it. Yeah. And if you're shifting the work all the time, it, it it's probably pretty odd. Yeah. Not that I have like some giant fan base, but if I did, I would be one of those yeah. weird songwriters. There's, I mean, there's also a um, a benefit to that for the listener to have two versions of the same song that they love. That's true. And of course, I can't think of anything right now, but I know there are songs by bands that there are two versions that I like totally, totally love each version. One that is not, but a lot of people say this is uh, I Shot the Sheriff. Yeah. Because there's a traditional version and then there's like a super reggae i think they're i think he wrote it kind of as a reggae yeah song um but and a lot of people say that's a good i don't like either song. what's the dylan song but, off planet waves right at the first uh it's one of his classic songs he wrote he has a fast and a slow version like he was in the studio here i don't know all his album <clears throat> yeah it's like one of yeah. his one of his it's like it wasn't i shall be released but it's it's one it's a song one of his mm. anthemic songs. Mm. He has a a really fast. It's with the band. He has a really fast version and a slow version. Oh, I love yeah. them both. Yeah. He hated uh, the slow version. He felt like it was too schmaltzy. He felt like it was too lovey dovey. And mm. um, but so many other people said no, this is great. That he's like, all right, I'll keep it. And then he he did the one he liked, which yeah. was a fast one. It's just yeah. interesting. Um, I guess Revolution by the Beatles would be maybe Revolution, the most for sure well known version uh, yeah. type of that where they just. Almost simultaneously put out both versions. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, Will Oldham, Bonnie mm-hmm. Prince Billy, 
uh, who's like, uh, his songs have been, you know, sung by Johnny Cash, but a lot of people don't know about him, but he's one of those writers who like the, ne- like you never step in the same river twice. Mm-hmm. Every single time he does something, it's different. Yeah. Um, you got the recorded version that when he plays it live, he, he does, he's always doing, and it's really beautiful. It's, um, it tends just to be really improvisational. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I, I don't think I'm great at that. Mine tends to come out. I get an idea. I'm going to do something at home and I just sort of spend time doing it. But I, I do. I appreciate that. I, I like the idea that, I mean, a record's complete. It, you can't change it, uh-huh. I, you know, but I like the idea of, um, of art being in flux. Yeah. Things are never solidified into a final identity. Shoulder your burden and 
translated from weird tunings into a standard tuning. Um, I think so I was I was like 25 or something when I wrote that and I think I was talking to myself. Uh, you notice it's second person right off the bat it's like you, know, you haven't seen yourself since you let your body melt in puddles of cold rain you walked down the streets you gave up. So I was talking to like I was talking to myself in a period in that 20s like being in my 40s like things are pretty stable. All in all, that's a song that was like talking to myself at a time when my life was really unstable, still mm-hmm. not really, didn't really have like uh, a great love in my life. I didn't really, I wasn't really rooted into place yet, which you just mentioned. I think a lot of my songs are, the word is peripatetic. They, they're, they range, uh-huh. they're ranging in place and, um, and, th- and theme and, and feel and, uh, but so, so that. Distance is closing was I think it was it was a it was a calling out for um, like a soulmate kind of song and so in speaking to myself that I want to close the distance I think that's the idea of that song okay I want to thank Taylor for being on the show should have a couple more episodes with Taylor from these recordings don't forget to find him on taylormaxon.bandcamp.com that's m-a-x-s-o-n Also check the show notes to follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts, or visit wncoriginalmusic.com. Questions, comments, and submissions, just email wncoriginalmusic at gmail.com. This week's closing song is from a singer-songwriter known as Witch Catcher. I chose this song especially because Taylor and I both are big fans of Wilco, and this song has a really big Wilco vibe. Uh, we'll put links to Witchcatcher's music in the show notes. And make sure to go and listen to more of this really catchy, up-tempo Americana music. Here's Witchcatcher. Have a good week. There's a dead in terrace There's so many futures Because time is small
<laughs> I thought I thought we agreed we'd only make me look good.